was a life worthy of a novel. Armenian orphan, poet, and militant communist, Misek Manouchian was a figure of the French resistance during World War II. Eighty years to the day after his execution by the Nazis, he's taking his place in the Pantheon alongside France's other national heroes, a symbol for all foreigners who've died for France. It's a summer day in 1924 when Misek Manouchian arrives in France's southern port of Marseille, seeking work and freedom. His parents had both died in the Armenian Genocide during World War I. He escaped the massacre and grew up in a Lebanese orphanage with his older brother, Garabed. The Junier orphanage is a very important time in Misak's life. That's where he learns Armenian and French. And Misak's an avid reader. He's a serious student. He really loves literature. The director of the orphanage is very strict, and one of the first things Misak writes is a satirical text dedicated to that director. Passion for words and physical education, which starts at a young age. In these photos, we see the children bathing in the sea. They try to do as much as possible so that these kids, who'd lived very difficult lives, could have the best health possible, because afterwards, when they were still very young, they'd be sent to work. Upon his arrival in France, Misak immediately joins his brother Garabed at the shipyards in La Seine-sur-Mer, near Toulon. It's an enormous shock. For Misak, France was Victor Hugo, Lamartine, all the books he'd read. When he arrives, he discovers a difficult world, the world of manual labor in the 1920s, which is very rough. In any case, the brothers don't stay long. In June 1925, both Garabed and Misak leave for Paris, which for them is the dream, it's the capital. They think they'll find jobs and also get to be at the heart of French culture. In Paris, Misak Manouchian gets a job working at a car factory. But as soon as he has a moment to himself, he audits classes at the Sorbonne University and becomes a regular at the libraries of the Latin Quarter. He was frustrated, like other orphans, not to have been able to study for longer. He will become a poet. He writes when he can. He starts a poetry review with another orphan, Sema. And then when he's unemployed, he does odd jobs. And he poses for artist studios. And so he meets fine art students and others from the art scene in the neighborhood of Montparnasse. In his notebooks, Misak writes, Savage forces divert my soul from its frantic race to the ideal and limit it to the fierce struggles of the present. <laughs> 
It's during that time he meets his future wife, Meline. Like him, she's an orphan of the 1915 genocide and committed to serving the Armenian community. He meets her at the Armenian Relief Committee, the UK, which is a mass communist movement that tries to extol the virtues of Soviet Armenia. Both of them are delegates of the famous Hawk, him for the Latin Quarter and her for Belleville. They spend their days working together, so they get to know each other and love blossoms. And then they have shared values. As soon as they witness together the rise of fascism, they understand very early that society is becoming sick. They realize long before others do what could happen. The 1930s see a global economic crisis and the rise of nationalism across Europe. To fight against the discrimination targeting foreigners in France, Misak Mnouchian supports the left-wing Popular Front and joins the Communist Party. The Communist Party is facing, like other parties, the mass arrival of foreigners coming to France. The Communist Party understands that they need to both work against potential salary competition and also recruit potential supporters. So it creates a new structure called foreign workers, which is then changed to immigrant workers and is structured in groups by language. In September of 1939, France declares war on Nazi Germany, which has just signed a non-aggression pact with Stalin's USSR. In France, the Communist Party is banned and its supporters arrested. After spending several months in detention, Misak is freed and doubles down on his commitment to France. Misak asks to be naturalized as a French citizen. He applies in 1933, very early, then in 1940. But in the end, it's postponed because the war comes and so it never gets done. But that's symptomatic of the plurality of identities from all these immigrations. They're communists and at the same time, they have an attachment to France. Obviously, the France of human rights, of the revolution. And that love for France can be found even in the final letters of those who were sentenced to death. After the Nazi invasion, Misak writes in an occupied Paris. The rage of a long chained up tiger feeds my spirit and strongly shapes it for the great storm that must erupt. At the start of 1943, he becomes the leader of a group of foreign resistance that calls themselves the Mnouchian Group. There was every nationality. For example, from Spain, those who had fought against Franco. From Central Europe, Czechs, Romanians, Hungarians, all nationalities. And at the same time, there were Jews from all over. 
Manouchian told me we had to fight with weapons. When I asked, but what weapons? We don't have anything apart from knives. He replied, exactly, with kitchen knives. We wait around a corner, attack a German soldier or an officer, take his revolver and his rifle, and then do it all again to get weapons. First, they were really young. We don't say it enough. They were in their 20s. They were women. They weren't only men. They made their own bombs and bottles that my grandmother hid in her closets. It was a homemade operation, and they were facing highly trained professionals with intelligence networks. It was really a question of willpower. Willpower that helps carry out over a hundred actions targeting their occupiers. The unequal fight ends on November 16, 1943, when the Mnouchian group is arrested by French police. It's impossible to understand the arrest and the assassination of all these comrades if we don't see that there were three intelligence operations, one after the other, from January to November 1943. Operations led by the Special General Intelligence Brigades and specifically the unit tasked with fighting so-called communist terrorists. France's collaborationist Vichy regime is hugely responsible. In February 1944, Misak and his comrades are sentenced to death in an expedited process, during which he famously declares, You inherited French nationality, but we, we earned it. Walls across France are plastered with red posters, decrying the foreigners as an army of crime. But instead of frightening the population, the Minutian group becomes a legend. The mass propaganda campaign created by the Germans and passed on by French collaborators completely failed. They wanted to make them out as murderers, and instead, they made them into heroes. In his farewell letter to Meline, Misak writes, I die within inches of victory and the final goal. I wish happiness to all those who will survive and taste the sweetness of freedom and the peace of tomorrow. I'm sure that the French people and all those who fight for freedom will honor our memory with dignity. Thank you.